What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the podcast. I haven't done this in a while, you know, where I have the TV on, and I you put out my equipment and and then do a do a quick cast or whatever. Um, and I know this is probably annoying as hell. And why the hell would you listen to my take on all of this when you can listen to Rogan or whatever? And those are uh, those are valid questions. Okay, you may leave if you'd like. <laughs> no, but um, it's just uh, it, it's it's so crazy right now. Like, who would have thought that that in the beginning of 2020 there'd be this fucking infection going around that's scaring a lot of people, and then you don't know who to listen to anymore because one side is like, <clears throat> no, it's not that bad of a de- it's not that big of a deal, you guys. If you get it, you're gonna live, you're gonna be all right. It's just this, this, and that. And then you got this other side, and both sides have like smart people on on each side, you know. And they're playing this big ass tug of war, and we're stuck in the middle. And this other side is like, <clears throat> and this other side is uh is like, um, no, they're over there telling you lies, and <coughs> you need to worry a lot more about it because you know they don't know what they're talking about because they're wearing red ties and we're wearing blue ties. You can trust us and. Uh, they want this to happen. You know, it's stupid, crazy bullshit right now is going on. And I don't know how to uh, to go about it because we're, like I said, we're stuck in the middle. And there could be a time where, which n- no generation that I've been, that I've seen, like w- none of us have ever gone through something like this. And this could be really scary. This could be really bad. Uh, I was, you, no one knows. This could be something that ends us all eventually. Like it's fucking... It could happen. It's real scary to think, you know, and people are reacting as, reacting as such. And but if it really is not a big deal, like if there was a way to definitively prove it, like, oh, it's not necessarily a big deal. Like everyone's overreacting. Then like a lot of people need to feel stupid. You know, they have to. They had like they should feel stupid, though. But I, I, I it's just I don't blame people for panicking because this is what we see. Like it's in our faces every day. You know, back then, like, we used to watch the news and every, I mean, if it was something very, very seriously that repeated all the damn time. But now, and then and when we would get tired of it and be like, okay, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't watch this shit. You turn it off. And then you go about your day. But now it's like you fucking uh, turn on the TV and then th- there it is. It's coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 or whatever the fuck. And it's it's on the TV, so you turn off the TV and you pick up your phone, and it's on your phone, and then you put down your phone, and you put on, and you turn on your laptop, and it's on your laptop. It's out everywhere. You go to work, everybody's talking about it. Someone sneezes, they do that hacky ass joke. Oh, oh you probably have Corona. <laughs> you know, stupid bullshit like that. It's happening right now. Like it's just like it's it's everywhere. There's no escaping this shit. So it must be serious, right? So that's why people see this shit. People see other people reacting, so they want to react even harder than them. You know, they they think, oh no, these motherfuckers better not take all the fucking toilet paper. I'm gonna take all the. Th- I'm gonna take more than they they can take because um, I need to be ready. I need to take care of my family. You know, like if our family was full of like winners and shit. You know, we're all fucking like office workers and uh, warehouse workers. It's like, come on, you guys. Like we're the first ones to go. You guys have no idea. All right. So I I don't get why the 
it's just this mass hysteria is, is, is crazy and it's making us feel like we're doing crazy shit, you know? I'm walking around, uh, you know, getting my, my equipment and shit, and I'm over here thinking, what do people think? Because I, I, I kept forgetting shit because I'm a little high. So I, I kept forgetting shit in my trunk, so I had to keep going back and forth, back and forth. So I look crazy. Or I feel like people, if they were to look at me and they were to, like, pay attention to what I'm, if they were to see me, they'd probably be like, that guy's crazy. Let's keep an eye on him, you know? And then I'm carrying all these ca- cases, you know, that, that look like kind of look like handgun cases. I'm not gonna lie, but it's like cases of my microphone, like microphones, and then I'm carrying a handheld battery, like a handheld car battery almost. Um, it's just power supply and shit. And then I have you know my duffel bag full of my mic cables, and I'm I'm like really unorganized. So like I got my wires sticking out and batteries falling out of the pockets and shit and. <laughs> I just can't help to think how much, it, like, it looks like I'm going to make a bomb getting ready for this coronavirus shit, you know? And, like, but that's what I feel people think when, you know, when I'm doing, when I'm in that scenario, I feel like people think that of me. Like, they look at me and they're like, this guy has to be crazy. But that's just my mind playing tricks on me because this is how it feels serious to me, you know? Like, this is whole quarantine shit. And, quarantine is such a scary ass word you know i wish if it wasn't a big deal they shouldn't use a word like quarantine because it just it makes me want to panic immediately it makes everybody want to panic you know it makes everyone want to go out and get supplies that they already they're over here freaking they don't want to use tap water because ill you know (laughs) it came out of a metal faucet what the fuck yeah it's it's ridiculous i know a lot of people have said that joke already and shit like that like i'm gonna survive the coronavirus because fucking uh i used to drink out of the water hose like whatever dude <coughs> again it doesn't matter so so you know when you say words like quarantine when you use words like quarantine it, it definitely like it, it wakes you up a little bit man it really does you don't really need coffee you just need a little bit of panic you know ah stupid punchline whatever no but really like it's 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 um it's a very panicking word i don't think anyone thinks of quarantine as in like a positive word you know like if you were to go up to a bunch of people and be like hey quarantine is do you feel that that's a positive that word gives you positive vibes or does it give you more negativity and they're gonna be like well there's a scary movie called quarantine so it's bad anything that's named after a scary movie is a bad thing you know like (laughs) You can't, uh, anyways, I mean, that, that's, that's something funny, right? You guys, right? You guys, there's nobody listening, but if there is someone listening by any chance, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, is that a, is that a bit that I could use? You know, that's gotta be a bit. The only thing that pisses me off is that everybody talks about coronavirus. Everybody is, everyone is, everyone's going to because of how serious it is. And right now, a lot of people, a lot of us can't even go out and do stand-up right now. My, uh, <coughs> with great sadness, oh, with such disappointment and, and kind of just real frustration and a little bit of anger uh, uh, towards everybody is my Ice House gig got canceled. It is the first time that I was going to do a comedy club and not be an open mic. It was my first show at a comedy club. It was my first show that I could have gotten paid to do. I mean, I wasn't going to get paid that much money. I mean, but it was the first show that I knew, like, if I brought people, if I, you know, smashed the shit out of the, I was going to get paid to do that, to do a job. 
and that job was stand-up comedy and I was so excited and I was very nervous and I you know took a few days off <laughs> of work this is what really pisses me off not that I wanted to be at work it's just <clears throat> could have used these days for something else that's what happens when you're when you're uh when you're an adult you have to think of the days that you can take away from work as something useful you know so uh I took a few days off to go to LA and and or I wanted to go to LA and and uh uh work out my material and go hit up some mics and on Wednesday I went and I met up with Frankie uh with Frankie Oi which <clears throat> he was he's the form formerly the 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 very temporarily very brief host <laughs> co-host of my podcast for a while uh I love that guy okay so we met up and we he you know took me to a couple mics uh uh, introduced me to some of his friends and shit and we just hung out and then we went to the comedy store and and we were just freaking gutting out because of the, how amazing the comedy store is it's so oh it's just it's you you go there and and i i describe it as like if you were to go in there and watch someone do stand up at the comedy store which has its own vibe its own energy um, which is kind of weird to say, because oh, I don't even talk like that, dude. I don't talk about, like, this building's got a lot of energy. But for some reason, the comedy store has, like, so many people that have gone through so many different situations that I could only I can only imagine, you know? It's got to have some sort of energy. It's got to have people um, getting very real. It's got to be people acting very fake. Like, it's just, oh, it's got, a, it's got everything, you know? And, and one thing that it has that just blew my mind is... The amount of top-level comics that were just casually walking around. <laughs> I almost bumped into Tony Hinchcliffe twice. Um, and, uh, oh, shit, Bobby Lee pe peed right next to me. And to us, like, to to maybe, like, uh, like people who, um, who see them as celebrities are like, oh, my God. You know, but I was like, holy shit, he's such a good fucking comedian, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm geeking out because how great a comedian they are, how great writers they are, how just funny they are. And it's that's what I want to be. So when I when I see them, you know, I get starstruck or whatever. And it seems pretty, pretty lame to say or whatever. I mean, what? How many times am I going to say whatever in this podcast? Holy shit. Whew. This is this is bad. This is going bad. I, I was going good and now I'm going bad. Uh, I don't know what happened shit so yeah when you use words like quarantine it's uh it's it's far more scary and it's it, it automatically wants to give pe get people to panic so um you start to perceive things differently you start to look people with less trustworthy intentions you know because you don't know the kind of situation people think we're in and some people don't know the situation probably don't know the kind of situation that they think they're in what the fuck did I just, <laughs> what did I just say? But I think it makes sense. Like, whoa, this is good weed, you guys. Anytime you say that, she's like, I don't know what the hell I said, but I think I said something good, you know? I think I think there's something there. I think you guys know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, But yeah, it, it's it's just crazy, man. And, and my wife and I, we try to pick up whatever we could right now. Well, not right now, like, um, right before all this shit happens. And I'm not going to say that I'm not totally prepared, you know, like I'm, I will run low on toilet paper pretty soon. And, um, this pot, you know, this quarantine thing, 
let, let me tell you why it's it's real nerve wracking because like we won't be able to go out like so we feel like you know if we go outside we're gonna get freaking shot in the head or some shit or you know it's gonna be really like sad it's not gonna be like in summer camp where they're like all right lights out everybody and and then you know you talk shit with each other or whatever it's, it's not gonna be anything like that i feel that's what a lot of I, I feel like i feel this way and i think a lot of people agree with me right and i you know that they're really unless they have their millionaires or whatever the shit you know people <laughs> those people they're like yeah we're getting quarantined but it's not a big deal that's because they got motherfuckers with machine guns right outside of their houses and they got fucking you know it's like the purge and shit like that they're they're hooked they're more hooked up they're more secure they uh you know they have people to go fucking shop for them and you know they're getting taken they have this little tiny infrastructure within themselves because of how rich they are so they they're obviously not necessarily gonna uh worry too much about it not as much as common folk you know um so yeah, like like it's just I don't feel like it's gonna be like happy times or campfire songs or anything like that. That'd be pretty cool, you know, if we could be like, all right, the, so I guess I'm gonna try mushrooms, <laughs> you know, like th- that would that would be pretty cool if if quarantine could be like that, you know. But it's like, how long can a quarantine really last? Like, what if the government says, all right, that's it, no one leaves, and then we're like, oh, it'll only be two weeks, and then three weeks goes by, and we're like, hey, can we? can we get out now and like no not yet it's actually it's actually gotten a lot worse and then they're like okay so we're gonna have to just leave you guys in your homes a little longer than we thought weeks turns to months months turns to years how many people are we gonna lose how many people are gonna go crazy and lose their minds how many people are not gonna be able to go to work and then pay their bills and no one can protest because we're not allowed to be out there no one can say shit we're stuck inside our, our homes. It's scary. So that's why I don't really blame people for wanting to be prepared because some people are afraid of the I don't know. A lot of people are like, I, what if I, we can't figure it out? You know, because what if this gets so much worse? What if there's some people who are like, I didn't pay my last. I, I, I didn't get to pay my, my light bill because I live paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. And... um. They're telling me I can't go to work. Or I can't go to work because I can't leave my kid home alone and I have I don't have nobody to watch them. They're going to cut off my lights. All of a sudden, this quarantine thing feels a lot more personal. It feels a lot more, more nerve-wracking, a lot more scary. So I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping it's nothing. And I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are, are hoping the same thing, that maybe uh, a couple of weeks, you know, a, away from people, you know, and you just kind of spend time with your loved ones and you, you know, figure it out. Maybe that if it's only a couple of weeks and that's going to do it, like that, then that's, you know, it is going to be scary and it is going to be weird. But uh, that would be better than for it just really, really hitting the fan and, and then just really fucking shit up. It's so scary because <clears throat> then there's no reason to do anything anymore. You know, like other than survive, you know, like there's no you won't go to work anymore because you can't your kid can't learn anymore because they can't go to school. So the parents who I'm I'm gonna be honest with you here in Riverside, California, we have a lot of uneducated parents. All right. Parents that don't know what the fuck they're doing. All right. I mean, can they keep a child alive? Yes, absolutely. A lot of people can. 
but are they making sure that that kid's going to live the best of their abilities and the best of their lives? <laughs> Probably not, you know? And it's it's hard being a parent, honestly. It's hard being a parent uh, to if your intention is to make a better person for the world. You know, it's a very selfish thing having kids. Uh, I'm be honest with you. Um, but at the same time, it's like, um, fuck. <sighs> I think I got it a little too too real and like, okay, so like I was saying, there's a lot of bad parents out there, you know, who can keep a kid alive, but they're not making sure that their kids become something. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. But I had an example, okay? I remember the example. So the example was this. Um, the example was I was in downtown Riverside with Aaron, with Aaron Chase, and uh, he, he wanted to do some street stand-up after a show on, on it was last Saturday at the, outside of the hideaway, right? Um, so there was a, a show at the hideaway that um, the buddy system, I'm working with the buddy system a lot more. So, um and w- which is crazy because when before I started, like um, when I first met all of them, I was like, "Watch, I'm gonna get involved." <laughs> like I saw them, I was like, "Watch, I'm like I'm gonna start helping them with something here and there." And then, or a lot of the things, I was like, "Oh, I can help them with a lot of that stuff," but not until they ask and uh, they started asking. So now I'm hosting more, and I'm uh, you know part of their circle of comics that they that they're cool with barking for them for for some stage time and so basically we're doing little tasks here and there to get stage time which is hey i'll take it who who else extended not just uh stage time but extended stage time you know how is that not going to be helpful for someone who wants to develop you know so um i think this is just the trailer what the uh stupid so let's see. Do, do, do. I was trying to watch the Joker, but I couldn't. I didn't set it up right. So do 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 do. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Well, fuck was I saying? So yeah. So we were doing. Uh. We did the show, and then everyone was like, "I'm gonna do street stand up," and I I I just helped them set up, and I just hung out. You know, I didn't want to impose or anything, even though I probably did, and uh, I I think I had told Aaron too, like, hey. <laughs> If I'm imposing, just tell me to shut the fuck up or whatever, you know. So, um, uh, we learned some things or whatever. We hung out when it was pretty fun and shit. And uh, uh, let's see, do 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 do. What else? What else? What else? Oh, what about the? Oh yeah, while we were uh, setting up, or right after we set up, me and Aaron were kind of just talking to each other. He was on the mic, but we were talking, and people were like listening in, and they're like, huh. Hmm. Oh, okay. Like just passing by, and then eventually, like Aaron would start doing his material, and they would run away. <laughs> it's true, you know. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Like, and it wasn't even all right. Let me put it like this, because when I say it like that, it sounds really mean. But it's not. It's not that. Um, it it wasn't Aaron's jokes that you know made him run away. It's just that people are demanding as fuck, and they're like, "Entertain me now." And you, in order to, for us to do, you know, to to do that, you have to let us talk. But those people who are like, make me laugh, don't want to hear you talk. They want to be included, you know. Um, 
in a way you imposed on their space because they were just walking and you just so happened to be doing something in their path. And uh, it's kind of like those video games where you're, you walk and you're like, hey, you're a villager. Yes, I'm a villager. Can you help me with this, this and that or whatever, you know, like little side characters or whatever. That's stupid. But anyways, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, my God. This is this podcast is be hard to listen to, you know, um, son of a bitch. Mm. Um. Fuck. We were setting up. Okay. <laughs> it's so bad. We were setting up, and then uh, we just hear screaming. Like, cause me and Aaron were talking to each other, and we just hear screaming from some lady, and and it was we recognized this screaming as, as um, you know, road rage. It's very distinct. You know what road rage is when you hear it, you know? So we we heard that shit, and then so we looked naturally because when shit like that happens, you, you kind of got to look. So we looked, and then, yeah, it was some lady who was yelling, and she's like, you know, fuck you, bitch. What the fuck's wrong with you? And she's, you know, doing the typical road rage thing, and then she yells, there's a five-month-old baby in the car. The five-month-old baby in the car. And she's, like, really, like, pissed about it. And then she goes and tries to her hardest to cut the car off in front of her. Like, she wanted to cut him off so bad. You know, just right next to him. And there was not even a lane there. And she was, you know, almost running into the curb and shit like that. Trying to, like, get around this person and talk shit. And it's like, dude, you're you're saying that there's a five-month-old baby in the car. And you're going to drive reckless right after instead of being like, oh, shit. Hey, fuck this asshole. And then just be like, all right, but we're safe. I'm not going to get into any more trouble. Looks like we dodged that one. We're good. If something would have happened, then I would have maybe reacted differently. Um, But when it happened and nothing happened and you're good, you know, like you're safe. Your baby's safe. Nothing happened. This person just was ignorant for a second stupid dumbass piece of shit and he cuts you off or something like that makes you slam on the brakes you think you're gonna crash and and they go on like nothing and you know you maybe honked your horn and be like you fucked up you know um but if everything's fine after that just why don't you just let it go why are you trying to instigate and be like i'm gonna fucking pull this person over so then you can do what fight and then get your kid taken away from you People don't think, you know, people don't think smart. And this whole quarantine coronavirus, that's why it's scary because of the mob mentality. How many fucking people outside of Costco, outside of Stater Brothers, outside of Walmart did you see with fucking carts on top of, you know, on the news with the fucking helicopter, you know, just looking at them like, look at them, look at them, look at them. They're fucking waiting just to get toilet paper. And this one person takes all of them before everybody so now the store's gotta make restrictions you could only do this you could only take this many you could only take this many if you try to take this many we're not selling you shit and those people are gonna go crazy because you're telling them no and they think uh they think uh they don't deserve to hear no not in this free country no it's 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 freaking crazy what's going on right now with this quarantine it's 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 very scary it's very nerve-wracking but because of the people how people are gonna act you know and and instead of being, you know, open with each other, if you need help and I can help you, I'm going to do it. But we that's not going to happen. Look at how many homeless people we have, you know, 
And I'm not, I'm not for opening up your door to a homeless in person, person and being like, I guess you can sleep here now, buddy. Because <laughs> it's, it's sketchy as shit, you know? It's very sketchy. But if the entire community becomes, is now in trouble or whatever, hold on. Sorry, if the entire, uh, uh, if we're all in trouble, you know, if, if we're all, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I'll say it, if we're all fucked at one point, you know, we're only going to look, this whole, get, you know, hoarding of the toilet paper and shit, it, it just shows that we're not going to work together. We're not going to work together, you guys. And that's, that's, that's the scariest part. That we're all the these, we're all humans and shit, and we all have something to lose, and we all have so much to gain. But it's just like we're not gonna work together, <laughs> and we're all the same species. So you can imagine if there's a species from another planet or an advanced species that comes someday, or, or what if something happens and 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 we we're encountered with. With something that's far more superior than us. And they're challenging us. We're not going to work together. We're not going to work together. Look at us. We're going to panic. We're going to prepare for ourselves and defend, to defend ourselves. But not to defend each other. That's a problem. I was, gonna, I was about to be like. The, and it's called the United States of America. So we need to act united. But I don't know man. It, it's. This shit is, um, it's not a fun thing to go through, you know, and it's a scary thing, especially when you have a family that you want to take care of, you know, but everyone thinks like their family has, is like the most special thing ever because to them it is, but to someone else it isn't. So you don't know the lengths of, that people will go. <sighs> this shit's getting dark. I mean, and in this podcast, like what's going to happen, you know? This is a comedy podcast. This podcast could easily become like a quarantine podcast. Day 45. Day 45 of the quarantine. I um already ate my family. <laughs> you know, like that could happen. It could be like that. And and that scares me and it scares a lot of people. But so I'm hoping this is nothing. I really God, man, I hope this is nothing. Cuz I had to reschedule my ice house thing or I luckily, all right, let me put it like this. I feel like this is how I feel about that ice house kid. I'm lucky to have rescheduled. I'm lucky that I was able to do that because I feel like stand up comedy in comedy clubs is, is so hard to do. You know, when you're first starting off, I'm seeing people who are like four years in and shit and, five six eight ten years in who are now getting into the clubs into the improv and shit like that and they do the they've done the ice house and shit like that so it's like this is the first my first chance to taste that comedy club just oh energy you know oh that sounds gay like uh, i don't know like it was my first time being able to to step my foot into a comedy club and say i did comedy in a comedy club as like part of the show you know because when you get pulled uh, at an open mic, it's fun, you know, and everyone wants to do it. But it's not like you're not there part of the show. Like you're just there because you got chosen randomly. But when you're like, all right, cool, like I'm we're in the I'm in the show, 
you know, people are going to see me and, and, and they're going to hear my jokes and hopefully laugh at them. And that's, you know, your first taste at a comedy club. So when I, that's how I felt about the, the, the ice house. It just felt like I was able to do it. I'm, I'm going to be at the ice house where all these comedians have stood on that stage before and spoken to a microphone and made people laugh in that same room that I'd be in. And it just, it was beautiful to me and I was like I can't wait to do it and I was excited and now I can't now it's not gonna happen you know but as a like first year two year comedian like an open micer they had no obligation to to be like all right pick a date in June and you'll do that show you know they could just be like well tough luck kid (laughs) audition again and try to get it once once again so now I I like a, thankfully Dave thank you Dave Dave McNary who um asked me to pick a date in June so luckily I'm I'm able to reschedule and June 7th I'll be at the Ice House uh this weekend March 15th I will not so it gives me more time to prepare who knows maybe I'll start to come up with you know better more epic shit as time goes by because. I'm gonna. I'm already like a year and some change in, and it's more time on stage and more preparation and more uh, experience that I'm getting. By the time I get to in June, it's gonna be something, you know, it could be something real big or it could suck more ass. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what about the ice house? Yeah. So so luckily I'm able to reschedule and. Uh, so June seventh, I'll be at the Ice House. Um, I think I need to, I need to, I need to clean my apartment. I think that's what I'm gonna do right now. So before I, I feel like a failure to my family and shit. Um, yeah. So this, this fucking, sh- this quarantine shit is scary. Who knows what could happen? But let's let's hope for the best. And uh, hopefully we're all right. And hopefully we're back doing comedy. And hopefully this uh, quarantine doesn't get in the way of, of, you know, stand-up comedy. It can get in the way of a lot of other things. Sure, why not? But stand-up comedy? Fuck no. <sighs> it's, it's just too too beautiful an art form, you guys. Comedy. It's great. Seriously, if you guys have ever wanted to try it, you know, and you feel like oh, maybe it's something that, that I can do, you should try it. And if it's something that you feel like at the long run, you know, maybe I can't do it. Then uh, just let it go. But at least you tried. But oh, my God. If you're if you're. <laughs> oh, man. If if you feel as nerdy about it as me, dude, like there's nothing better. I mean, it's I know that, that this is barely the beginning and it's fucking it could get pretty sketchy. I bet it can. But, oh, God, to this point right now, like, I hope I can go back and listen to this when I feel burnt out because of it and just hear hear me say, oh, God, I love stand-up comedy, you know? I'm at that point right now. You know, everyone says that, oh, he's at that point where, you know, he loves it, you know, and he's all excited about it, but he sucks. <laughs> you know, there's all these people that probably say shit like that. But I bet, I bet everyone at one point was just unbelievably excited because they were doing stand-up comedy. I mean, but that's how, I mean, well, that's how I feel where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I go on stage and I've made people laugh and that's what I just, and that's what I want to get better at. 
and I'll leave it at that, you guys. So hopefully we'll be back on the grind. Um, <clears throat> starting um, starting soon, man. Hopefully, just Monday we can just go do shit back to normal. See if how that works. Uh, but if it doesn't, then we'll see what's gonna happen. We'll see what's gonna happen. Um, maybe more podcasts. You know, maybe I'll have my kiddo <laughs> screaming and crying while while I record podcasts and shit. But I don't know. This was this has been the Construction Ahead podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hope nothing changes. Deuces. <laughs>